So after Penn State was on a three-game losing streak, I took a week off. I went to Disney World, kind of reset the gears a little bit. And what do you know, I come back and Penn State is back in the win column. And they do so behind a record-setting performance by wide receiver Jihad Dotson, who's going to make some NFL franchise very happy with their first-round selection next spring. Let's talk about everything that went down in Penn State's 31-14 victory over the Maryland Terrapins in this edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you for making us your first listen. I'm Kevin McGuire. Let's go ahead and get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Monday edition of Locked On Nittany Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're available wherever you get your podcasts, whether you're listening to us on the awesome Odyssey app or checking us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're using to get your podcasts these days. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing on your preferred podcasting app. We also thank all of you who are checking out our YouTube channel as well. We're on YouTube. Search for Locked On Nittany Lions. You can see my smiling face today because we've got a good win to talk about. I'm also recording this on my birthday, so if you want to give me a little bit of a birthday present, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, give the video a thumbs up, give leave a comment down below, and of course subscribe on your favorite audio podcasting platform as well. That would really make my day, but we're already off to a great start this week because I just went on vacation, I got back, I know I took a little bit of time off away from the podcast, there were no episodes last week uh, coming off of the third straight loss, this one to Ohio State, and I did have some things to say about the game, I'll share a couple thoughts about that in just a minute but of course now we're into a new month and there's still just a few games left on this Penn State football season and they get the month of November started off on the absolute right foot we'll get into all of that in today's episode but again I want to make sure you're also following us on Twitter by following us at Locked on Nittany on Twitter sending us your questions for Twitter Tuesday leaving us comments at any time we'll react to them in upcoming episodes as well and of course, you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked on Nittany. We also have that Instagram account, instagram.com slash locked on Nittany. So I'm in a good mood today, if you can't tell. Again, I'm recording this on my birthday, so happy birthday to me. And we have a win to talk about. It's been a while since we've had that. In fact, it's been about a month since we've had a win to talk about on this podcast. So I'm very excited to kind of turn the page and flip forward to see what's coming up next here for Penn State. And we'll have lots of time this week to discuss the upcoming game against the Michigan Wolverines, which is going to be a huge game. But of course, Penn State is back on the win column. They've got their sixth win of the year. They're now officially bowl eligible. I don't think there's really much panic as regards to whether or not Penn State was going to go to a bowl game this year. Uh, assuming that the plan is for Penn State to go to a bowl game instead of passing on one as they did last season, I fully expected that Penn State was going to get the six wins without much question this year. There was some hesitation, I think, from some, given the recent three-game losing streak, including a loss to Illinois along the way. And when you see that Penn State still had to play Michigan, still has to play Michigan State, who lost over the weekend, uh, those are two very challenging games that are coming up here. And maybe they're a little, looking a little bit more challenging than they were at the start of the season. But the way that this season has progressed and the way that Penn State's offense has kind of hit some speed bumps along the way, it's a little bit of a question mark whether or not Penn State will come out on top of those games against Michigan and Michigan State. But the bottom line is 
they had to go on the road one more time and look for a way to snap their three-game losing streak. And when you go on the road against Maryland, you know that Maryland's going to be fired up for this game because this is a big game for Maryland. And I'm not going to get into whether or not this is a rivalry or how you want to approach this game. Obviously, we know the history here. Penn State has been dominant against Maryland over the course of this series history. Maryland does have a couple of wins since Maryland joined the Big Ten, including their first trip up to Happy Valley uh, as a Big Ten member. You know, the, 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 the infamous non-shaking uh, of hands led by uh, you know, current NFL star Stefan Diggs. Uh, and of course, Maryland roughed Penn State up a little bit last year, jumping out on top of them 21-0 in the first quarter last year in Happy Valley. Uh, Penn State was mired in that 0-5 start to the season. So that was kind of the low point, I think, for that 2020 season as far as Penn State was concerned. Uh, so you wanted to see if Penn State could continue some of the good things we saw from this offense a uh, week prior against Ohio State. Obviously, having Sean Clifford being healthy really changes the whole dynamic of this Penn State offense. And he was he was kind of off and on at times against Maryland. Got off to a slow start. The first two offensive series for Penn State, they actually go backwards. They have minus 11 yards after their first two series. And then they start to get in the rhythm. They start to get in a flow here. Sean Clifford establishing some uh, uh, momentum, getting time to breathe and really see what's going on around the field. And he, of course, he has one of the best wide receivers to rely on in Jahad Dotson, who turns in a monster performance, a career performance, a record-setting performance for the program with 242 receiving yards, setting the new Penn State single-game uh, single game receiving yardage record, which was previously held by Deion Butler from back in 2006. And Jahad Dotson just soared past it. He did so with a, a long play in the fourth quarter as Penn State was coming up with the big plays to kind of pull away from the upset bid by Maryland. I got to give credit to Maryland though, because Maryland put up a really good, respectable fight, and they had every chances to they had every chance to win this game, and they just uh, made a couple costly mistakes. And Penn State's defense, to their credit, made them pay for it. Uh, a botched handoff, uh, I think I think it was the third quarter. I don't remember exactly where it was now, but. That was a big play where Maryland looked like they were going to be going in for a touchdown. They had a really good drive going with some big plays along the way against that Penn State defense. But uh, Penn State defense just comes up with the turnovers. Two intercept. I'm sorry, two turnovers within the red zone for this Penn State defense. Again, red zone defense for Penn State has just been stellar this season. Obviously, they've given up a couple scores here and there, but if you get in the red zone, you're going to have to earn it against this Penn State defense. That continued to be the case against uh, Maryland, as Maryland found out. So Maryland kind of scuffling there, trying to get to that six-win minimum so they can become officially bowl eligible. I think they're going to get there, uh, but they're going to have to claw a little bit for it. Uh, I do think, though, that it's a program that's heading in a good direction. I think we see some good things with this Maryland program. Mike Loxley, I think, has been doing some good work there. Obviously, a ways to go before Maryland's going to be uh, a real serious threat in this division. I think there's a long way for that to go. But I do think that you see the separation between Penn State and Maryland right now. Penn State could have lost this game, but they came up with the big plays. And that's what you expect out of a team that has a deeper roster and more talented players in very key positions. Jahad Dotson was the game-changing play. Uh, they were the game-changer, I should say, for Penn State. We're going to talk about that coming up in our next segment.
If you were using the Prize Picks app this weekend, I hope you were picking Jahad Dotson as one of your picks this weekend because he turned in a monster performance. But there were also some other Big Ten wide receivers that turned in some big results as well. So it was a good weekend to load up the Prize Picks app and just choose a couple Big Ten wide receivers because odds are the winnings went your way. What is the Prize Picks app? Well, I'm glad you asked because Prize Picks makes daily fantasy as easy as you can get it. So all you have to do is download the Prize Picks app from the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. It's one of the top daily fantasy sports apps out there so you should have no problem finding it but just search for price picks if you need it download that app and then when you're set up for your account make sure you use the promo code locked on and price picks will give you a 100 instant deposit match up to $100 into your account. That's like free money that you can get to make some daily fantasy picks. Just pick two to five players and choose whether or not they're gonna go over or under a variety of statistical projections. And it's as simple as that. It's just you versus the numbers. How much easier can it be? That's why the Price Picks app is one of the top rated sports daily fantasy apps on the Google Play Store and the Apple Play Store. And they hope you get started as well. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. And again, you can make your picks in as little as 60 seconds Again, Price Picks is making daily fantasy incredibly easy. So download the Price Picks app today. Use the promo code Locked On for that instant deposit match up to $100 and start making your picks today. Whether Penn State wins a game or loses a game, I thank you guys for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen of the day. However, you may be checking us out, whether you're a comment down below to let me know that you have a preferred podcasting app you have for audio, including the Odyssey app or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Once again, it is my birthday as I'm recording, leaving me a present of a five-star rating interview, wherever you may be checking us out. And again, if you're watching us on YouTube, just leave a thumbs down and a comment. That'll really help out with the algorithm. In case to be history. Now, I'm not quite ready to suggest that Jahad Dotson is the best that ever came through the Penn State program, but he's certainly leaving his mark. And this kind of is backing up his goals and aspirations for what he wanted to accomplish this season. If you remember back in the preseason, I guess it was around the spring, maybe it was the summer. I don't recall exactly where he ended up saying this, but he made it known that he wanted to leave Penn State as a true legend of the Nittany Lions program. Now, he had a long way to go in order to become Penn State's all-time receiving leader. I don't think he's going to get there. I think he's going to have a monster performance if he does. But I think Bobby Yangram has that top spot on the all-time receiving list pretty much locked down. However, Jahad Dotson is making a strong push to move up into number two in that category. And I think that that's very doable with at least three games left to play. You figure that you've got three more uh, regular season games between Michigan this week, Rutgers uh, the following week, and then Michigan State to close out the season. That's three games where Jahad Dotson is going to get the ball thrown his way, and Penn State's going to need to throw the ball his way if they're going to win a couple of those games. And then Penn State is bowl eligible, so it's very likely that Penn State's going to be going to a postseason bowl game this year. So that gives you one more game for Jahad Dotson to rack up a few more receiving yards to kind of chip away at that leaderboard. Again, I think he's going to get as high as number two. I don't think there's any way he's going to get to number one. I'd have to take another look at those numbers just to see if that was even mathematically possible. But after 242 yards against Maryland this weekend, setting the new school record for single-game receiving yardage, I got to say, he is making a strong case to be considered one of the best wide receivers in Penn State history. And maybe he's already there. I'm very curious to hear what you guys would have to say. But again, this is all backing up his goal for this year. If his goal was to leave Penn State as a true legend of Penn State football, he is 
easily on his way to doing that. And he's already passing some really notable wide receivers that have come through in more recent years, including Al Robinson, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, and uh, Deion Butler. These are all names that he has passed or is passing in a variety of categories for your total receiving yards in total receiving touchdowns. John Dotson's leaving his name. Again, I think Bobby Ingram is still, to me, the best wide receiver to ever come through Penn State. I think if you're a more recent or more younger fan, maybe you think it's Allen Robinson. Maybe you think it's Chris Godwin. However, I don't think there's really a wrong answer to any of this because they're all great wide receivers that have come through Penn State. Uh, I'm just more of a Bobby Ingram guy. I think Bobby Ingram had the perfect combination of everything you needed in a wide receiver. And he was a part of a really dynamic Penn State offense. But even after that 94 season, uh, you know, Bobby Ingram was the big offensive key that was the holdover for that 1995 season at Penn State. After Kerry Collins went on to the NFL, after Kajana Carter led to the NFL, Bobby Ingram was still the guy, the go-to guy on that Penn State offense. And he had some big numbers in that 1995 season as well. But John Dotson, uh, I think, is in a an offensive unit that is probably a little bit more diverse in many areas. But I feel like he is certainly making it known that he's going to be the guy that opposing defenses is, are going to have to clamp down on. And some of them are going to do so better than others. I think Michigan's going to have a pretty good defensive effort to slow down Jihad Dotson a little bit. I think Michigan State, although they got torched by David Bell of Purdue this past weekend, I think Michigan State playing at home is still going to be a really tough opponent for Jihad Dotson to rack up too many big plays with but these are all teams that know what they need to do to slow down Penn State you know that Penn State doesn't have a running game so if you just go into a game plan figuring that you need to find a way to control Jahad Dotson at least a little bit make sure he doesn't get as many big plays as Maryland gave up then you're probably gonna have a pretty good formula for success and that's why it's important that other guys like Parker Washington and Keandre Lambert-Smith kind of step up in those moments. You see uh, Sean Clifford involving the tight ends a little bit. You can spread it around and kind of find other ways to get the passing game going, especially when you've got an experienced quarterback like Sean Clifford, who I think is having a pretty good year. I know he's had a couple bumps here and there in more recent games, but I feel as though Penn State's offense is in a really good spot right now as long as Sean Clifford is healthy and Jahad Dotson is going to be on the field. And there's no indication that Jahad Dotson's not going to be on the field. So that's why I feel as though he is a very strong case to be made to be considered one of Penn State's best wide receivers of all time. I don't think that is really a stretch to suggest at this point. I think the numbers back it up, his performances back it up, and he stepped up in big moments against Maryland when Penn State really needed him. Obviously, he had the first two touchdowns of the day for this Penn State offense, but after Maryland climbed their way back, you know, seizing some of the momentum, kind of capitalizing on opportunities to fight their way back to tying the game at 21 each after a successful two-point conversion right at the start of the fourth quarter, who else does Penn State rely on than Jahad Dotson to make a big play? Sean Clifford gets some time to scan the field and allow Jahad Dotson to get into some open space. He finds him over the middle, and then Jahad Dotson just races away from the entire Maryland defense, leaving everybody in the dust. That is what a game changer does for this offense, and that's why Jahad Dotson, like K.J. Hamler, like Allen Robinson, like Chris Godwin, he is becoming one of the best wide receivers to come through Penn State. And Oh, by the way, a number of these top wide receivers that we have been talking about have come through under James Franklin. So 
clearly, once again, James Franklin has an eye for some skill position players. He may not have the depth that he you would like to see at some other positions, but as far as skill position players, things seem to be going pretty well at the wide receiver position with James Franklin as a head coach. Jahad Dotson is just the latest example to back that up. So let me know on Twitter, Locked On Nitty, at Locked On Nitty, I should say. Let me know today where you think Jahad Dotson ranks compared to other Big Ten wide receivers in the Penn State era, or other Penn State wide receivers in the Big Ten era, I should say, specifically. I feel like all the best wide receivers that Penn State have had have been through the Big Ten era of Penn State football. I don't think that there's really much challenge to that obviously hey if you're a kenny jackson fan so be it oj mcduffie i get it much respect for oj mcduffie but i think the best wide receivers that penn state has had have come through in the big 10 era and i think we're seeing another good run of wide receiver development in this penn state program it's no longer a secret the best tasting protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars are only available from our friends at built bar that's right, Built Bars. They are the best tasting protein bars out there. Believe me, I've tried so many different kinds. I have not found one that delivers the satisfaction and the results like Built Bar. Check them out for yourself at Built.com. Check out all the variety of flavors they have available for you. And then do some side-by-side -side comparison between the nutritional facts of a Built Bar and some of the other nationally leading bars. They put them all right there on the website because they know that you are going to be impressed by the results. But of course, you're also going to be impressed by the way that these things actually taste. Again, a variety of flavors to choose from there's a little bit of something out there for everybody and right now this time of year every three to four days you want to make sure you're following them on twitter because they're going to share some limited edition flavors that you want to pounce on immediately because these things fly off the stock as soon as they are available so you want to make sure you're taking advantage of them so follow them on twitter at built underscore bar and check out their website at built.com when you're ready to place your order on the best tasting protein bars make sure you use the promo code locked 15 you'll save yourself 15% on your order. There is no better deal on the best tasting protein bar out there. So make sure you take advantage of that right now. One more time, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and save yourself 15% on the world's best tasting protein bar. So before I wrap up today's edition of Locked On Nittany Lines, I want to thank you guys once again for all of the support and understanding. I mean, obviously, we took a week off last week, and I mean, you know some of you may have been a little blindsided by that. I apologize for that, but you know what? I had a vacation schedule. What was I supposed to do? And I did have some things I wanted to say about Penn State's performance against Ohio State. Overall, I felt somewhat encouraged by what we saw against uh, Ohio State a couple weeks ago. Obviously, a long way to go. And you would still like to see the gap close a little bit more between Penn State and Ohio State, but it was kind of the reversal of fortune. You know, you know, we saw Penn State not quite have the talent and the skill position players that make the big plays when you needed them against Ohio State. Then that script was flipped against Maryland, where Penn State is the the upper need to make those big plays. Instead, it was Penn State. So that's kind of the story of where Penn State is right now. But where is Penn State in the national polls? Well, I'm glad you asked because I've got the answers for that. Is they're number 23. Doesn't matter which poll you're looking at. They're number 20. In both of the polls, the AP Top 25 and the USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll were both released Sunday afternoon, and Penn State comes in at number 23 in both of those polls. So it's a consensus pick this weekend. Penn State actually moves down one spot in the AP Top 25. They stay put in the coaches poll. Uh, what's interesting about the AP poll is Wisconsin just skyrockets into the AP Top 25 after not being ranked last week, going on the road, blowing out Rutgers, apparently very impressive to the AP voters, and they move Wisconsin not only into the Top 25, but three spots ahead of Penn State, who, by the way, 
Penn State beat Wisconsin back in week one of the season. Now, I, I get the understanding. I get the logic here. And I do think you have to find a balance between head-to-head results, when that head-to-head result was played, and what has happened since. And quite honestly, Wisconsin has been the better team over the past month than Penn State has, as evidenced by Penn State losing three games in a row. And of course, Wisconsin's been a little, little bit of a terror. Wisconsin's looked pretty good. So we got to give it to Wisconsin right there. I think ranking Wisconsin ahead of Penn State is a logical pick. I understand the the reason behind it, and I'm not going to rip it to shreds. I will take a little bit of note with the coaches poll, though, kind of throwing a little bit of a question my way with having Michigan State ranked behind Michigan, which is kind of strange to me because these two teams just played two weeks ago and Michigan State came out on top, but Michigan State follows that up by losing on the road in decisive fashion, by the way, against Purdue. Purdue's passing game was just lethal against Michigan State, and I think Iowa could probably say the same thing. There's just something about playing a highly ranked team that brings out the best in Purdue. Uh, Watch out Ohio State, I guess. I don't know, but uh, Michigan State actually falls one spot behind Michigan in the coaches poll. They do stay ahead of them by one spot in the AP top 25. So I think that that makes sense. Overall, Georgia is still the team to beat. Georgia is the most consistent team in the country right now. Offense, defense, there's really no team in the country that stacks up against Georgia the way things are going right now. But again, there's still a month of football still to be played here. We've got three games left in the regular season. You got conference championship games. Penn State's not going to be in the Big Ten championship game, but there's still a lot that could happen as far as the whole world of college football is concerned uh big 10 are they on the brink of maybe not even having a playoff team still think ohio state has the best chance but again the michigan wolverines can carry that banner as well they're gonna have to be penn state this weekend on the road to continue be to be in that conversation but i think michigan is right in the mix and i think michigan state's still in the mix as well so even though michigan state lost last weekend even though michigan has one loss under the belt i still think ohio state michigan and michigan state any one of those three teams could make it to the college football playoff. It's not going to come out of the Big Ten West, I think, as far as the playoff picture is concerned for the Big Ten. But that Big Ten West is shaping up to be a wild finish as well. You've got four teams that are all 4-2 and two in conference play, tied for first place. Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and now Purdue. So it's going to be a very fascinating final three weeks for the Big Ten West. And there's still a lot at stake in this Big Ten East. Maybe not for Penn State, but Penn State's going to play a very vital role in how this division potentially plays out in these coming weeks. And it all starts this week against the Michigan Wolverines. Again, we will start to preview and discuss in tomorrow's episode. But of course, tomorrow is also Twitter Tuesday. So get in your questions, get in your comments, and I will react to anything and everything that I get from you guys on our Twitter feed at LockedOnNitney. Thank you for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, head on over to Locked On Big Ten, where they've got the entire weekend of Big Ten football recapped for you with Nate Dickinson, Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes is joining Nate this weekend. And of course, I'll be on tomorrow's edition, the Tuesday edition of Locked On Big Ten, as I typically am every week of the Big Ten season. So lots of coverage over on Locked on Big Ten after an eventful weekend around the Big Ten on the football field. And of course, that will include Penn State's victory on the road against Maryland. Maybe not the headlining story from the Big Ten weekend that was, but I'm sure it'll be thrown in the mix and I'm sure I'll talk a little bit about it in the Tuesday edition of Locked on Big Ten. Thank you for following on Twitter. Thank you for liking us on Facebook, checking us out on Instagram, and following us on your preferred podcasting app, and giving us a thumbs up and subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this video, make sure you leave the comment down below. 
Thank you once again. I am Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Go 1-0 today. Let's get the week started off on feeling good. Got good vibes going right now, coming off a win. Let's keep that going throughout the week, heading into a big game against the Michigan Wolverines. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.